Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary on what has been an extremely difficult week in the world of professional wrestling. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at primetimekline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email uh, this show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Um, like I said, it's been a really difficult week. These should have come out sooner. Um, and the reason there was no mention of these earlier in the week is because I was traveling. And so that is why the AEW preview probably felt a little bit dated and why these didn't come out sooner. Um, that's that. So it wasn't like misleading or anything like that. Just I forgot to mention that when I was taping the shows on Wednesday. But yeah, not none of this is about me. All of this is about um, what's just been really, really difficult this week for the wrestling world as uh, Bray Wyatt passed away this week along with Terry Funk. So for the next couple of days, we're going to do um, tributes to both uh, wrestling pioneers in their own ways um, and just kind of re remember the, the, the great careers that both of these people were able to, to put out. It, it's just, it's so tough to, to wrap your head around all of this right now um and so we are yeah just as, as a whole wrestling community really working on processing all this i thought the wwe knocked it out of the park with all the stuff that they did this week but um today just uh my little chip in it's our, our legacy look at bray wyatt Wyndham Rotunda, better known uh, by his in-ring name of Bray Wyatt and also Husky Harris, um, was born on May 23rd, 1987 in a uh, wrestling family um, in Brookville, Brook, sorry, Brooksville, Florida. He, um, yeah, like I said, comes from a wrestling family. His dad, IRS, um, his... Um, grandfather was Blackjack Mulligan and so he, he comes from a long line of wrestlers and has said like wrestling was what he wanted to do he, he played college football played a number of different sports but wrestling was always the passion and so his wrestling journeys took him to FCW NXT and then WWE. Under the moniker of Husky Harris, Rotunda made his main roster debut on the WWE's second season of NXT. Um, he, I, honestly, I liked the Husky Harris character. I, I thought the, uh, I think it was the army tank with the Ferrari engine was kind of a, a neat way to describe a big dude, and you could see there was something there. Right? Like, he, he did move really quick for a big dude. The character was lame. Like, the character was really lame. But I, I always thought there was something behind him. And so, when he started popping up, uh, first in FCW and then on to NXT as Bray Wyatt, it was, okay, we've we figured something out. Um, and that was kind of the, the breakthrough return after um, things didn't necessarily go all that well for the, the Nexus storyline with him, uh, which was fine, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't what it could have been. And then Bray Wyatt breaks through onto WWE television on NXT with a complete character overhaul, sporting a cryptic cult-like persona. He introduced Bray Wyatt to the world, the enigmatic leader of the Wyatt family. This character showcased a mixture of psychological manipulation, eerie promos, and a unique wrestling style that made him stand out. The Wyatt family was introduced to the WWE uh, first through NXT. The group consisted of Bray Wyatt, 
<laughs> Luke Harper, um, who, who passed away not too long ago as well, and Eric Rowan as the core members. Bray Wyatt's character was portrayed as the charismatic and cryptic cult leader with a... <laughs> Uh, a real interesting outlook on the world. He believed he was here to cleanse the WWE of its perceived moral decay and hypocrisy. Bray's time in NXT was relatively short-lived due to the character's rapid rise um, to the, the main roster. Like, it, it was clear, this thing is ready. Um, his impact was still felt, nonetheless. His character's mystique and captivating storytelling helped pave the way for some future NXT talents to, to kind of focus on their character development. And I think that was one of the, the key, um, one of the, the key first big ones coming out of NXT was like, okay, let's see how this goes, um, for better or worse, I, I suppose. Uh, after his debut in WWE, Bray Wyatt um, it stayed basically the same. He, he referred to his followers as the Fireflies. The group aimed to bring down individuals whom he believed had lost their way or become corrupted by the world of professional wrestling. So he set his sights on Kane. The Wyatt family's cryptic, uh, cryptic and eerie presence clashed with Kane's demonic persona. The feud escalated with mind games and confrontations leading to a ring of fire match at SummerSlam of 2013. Bray Wyatt managed to defeat Kane in this unique match, solidifying his dominance early in his main roster career. Uh, another, I think, real big feud early on in Bray Wyatt's run was with Daniel Bryant, as Wyatt would use manipulative promos targeting Bryant's inner struggles and his desire to escape the corporate machine. During the feud, Wyatt would often encourage Bryant to follow the buzzards, implying that he should join the family and embrace their ideology. The phrase kind of became synonymous with the group. Bray Wyatt, um, he eventually does get Daniel Bryan to join, but then it turns into like this gigantic turn that was a, a real, real big moment, I, I think, for both of those performers in a, a feud that certainly elevated both of them. Uh, another big one for, for Bray Wyatt, and maybe his most famous feud, was the clash with John Cena, um, as Wyatt was looking to, to expose Cena's persona uh, as being phony. Wyatt and his followers targeted Cena's values and his quest for approval. The feud included memorable moments like the, the child choir singing he's got the whole world in his hands. They, they had some incredible matches as well. In 2015, Braun Strowman would be introduced as a, a member of the Wyatt family. And Bray would also shift his focus onto Roman Reigns, trying to, to break Roman emotionally, mentally. Um, and they would have some physical matches. Like every time there was a match, um, these guys delivered. And I, I thought it would have been a cool concept to try like an elimination chamber, but in the style of war games and have the shield go up against the, the Wyatt family. I, I always thought that would be really cool. But like any, th there were a couple of misses, obviously, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But anytime Bray Wyatt stepped in the ring with someone, it, it felt like a very big deal. Um... The, the, the feud with Randy Orton was also a big one, um, as you would have um, the, like, Sister Abigail, which was his finishing move, but also the, this character that kind of lorded over everything. Um, Randy Orton eventually burned that house down, leading to a, a big match. And then, at Elimination Chamber in 2017, Bray Wyatt wins his first WWE Championship, beating John Cena, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, The Miz, and Baron Corbin, um, as he would become the WWE Champion. And he would take the WWE Championship all the way to WrestleMania. And again, 
the match was a bit of a miss with him and, and Randy Orton um, at WrestleMania 33, where Randy Orton does eventually survive and get the, the victory over Bray Wyatt. There, there was also a really fun feud with Bray Wyatt clashing with um, Finn Balor's demon persona back in 2017. The, the there was just there was a lot of creativity that that with that Bray Wyatt had. Um, and then the Fiend persona came out, and the Fiend Bray Wyatt would capture the WWE Universal Championship in 2019. Uh, the Fiend's rise to the title was marked by a series of cryptic and unsettling segments that captured uh, attention to the WWE Universal Championship. This is where he had the Firefly Funhouse and then the Fiend character, which was, I, I thought was so, he was so good in those Firefly Funhouse match, or, um, segments and then the fiend character when it came out and it's using like the old bray wyatt head as a or a, a like making of an old bray wyatt head as a lantern um walking out to his fireflies and all of this oh it was so good and that was like he got the bray character always 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 hit uh, a cinematic note with the the entrances like what whether it was the we're here and then the, the the blowing out of the the thing, and then like to to get those fireflies going, which was something you saw um, in unison on Friday Night SmackDown in the tribute to Bray. But that was oh, it was so cool. And then yeah, the, the fiend character as well. They tried some things and it didn't work. They tried some things and it worked really really well. Um, but you you could never falter them for for not trying. Um, and then um, there, there was a match at WrestleMania 36, which was the pandemic one in 2020. It was uh, a match that blurred the lines of reality and fiction, showcasing Wyatt's ability to push the boundaries of traditional wrestling storytelling. Their WrestleMania match took place in the form of a Firefly Funhouse match, blending reality and fiction. Uh, Cena faced his own past and doubts in a surreal setting, providing a psychological and symbolic conclusion to their long-standing rivalry um it that was so so creative and so cool but then eventually um it, it i don't want to say it takes a turn for bray but he does end up getting released and we're, we're skipping over a lot of stuff right like there was um like he was the eater of worlds and then there was the deleter of worlds with him and matt hardy um that there was so many so many cool things that he was a part of in his time in the WWE. But then eventually, um, it just wasn't working. And he gets released. And uh, a lot of people were like, okay, this guy, he better pop up in AEW. That would be so cool if he was the the, the leader of this or like the Dark Order. Or if what, what if he was something with this or what if it was that? Um, that there was a lot of different rumors about him. And then he pops back up in the WWE um, and people were so excited. And his return, um, he didn't even really have to fully return. And his return was the main event of the show. I believe it was Extreme Rules. And then on the the following SmackDown, he comes out and he's just him. He's just Wyndham, quite frankly. And he comes out and talks about how he wasn't sure if anything that he did mattered. And talks about how... All, all of the fan support like genuinely meant something to him and genuinely kind of saved his life, especially right around the time when Brody or, or Lance Harper, uh, sorry, Luke Harper um, passed. I think Lance Harper was a foreign pitcher. Not important. Anyway, um, when Luke Harper passed away, how important the fan support was to him. And so to, to see him that vulnerable and that real when he was so 
when all of his characters were so unreal was really, really cool to see. And then I, uh, again, like you could see they were going somewhere with the, the Unky, uh, Uncle Howdy storytelling and some of the other things that were around the pitch black match with him and L.A. Knight, who I thought had a, a tremendous promo and tribute to Bray Wyatt on Friday. I, I thought that was that was really great. But I, 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 I really enjoyed it. And I was really curious to see where things were going. And then you, you started to hear that like, that he wasn't around and he wasn't gonna be there for mania. And then it was, okay, is this a creative thing or what's going on? And then you got the report uh, a bit ago that he was dealing with a, a career and, and life threatening situation. And, um, it sounded like he had got through it. Like it, it sounded like the worst was behind him and, and things were progressing. And then you get the news this week that he passed away. Um, for, for those who haven't heard, um, he had COVID and that kind of exasperated um, a heart issue that he was having. And that eventually led to, to him having a heart attack and, and passing away at the age of 36. It, it's just, it's so, it's so heartbreaking. And it has hit the wrestling world so hard. And I, not, not that like, I want to put degrees on how hard um, things hit people. And how everyone grieves and how everyone kind of handles different uh, different situations. But it does seem like this one hit people a bit harder than, than some other ones have. And you wonder about what causes that sort of a thing. Um, and there, like, there's the obvious, right? Like, he's 36 years old, or he was 36 years old. And he had four kids. Like, it, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, but I, I do think that there was a, a connection that he had with wrestling fans. A, the vulnerability that he showed after... Um, his return to the WWE, I, I think, kind of brought a lot of people in for, I mean, to to, to steal kind of the, the phrase that he would have with the, the, the let me in. Um, but I, I think so many people wanted him to do well and wanted him to succeed. Like he was, he was change at a time when we so desperately wanted change as wrestling fans. Like he was, he was different at a time when we so desperately craved different as wrestling fans. And, like, did everything work? No. No. There, there was the, the stuff with Seth Rollins. Um, I can't remember if it was the, the Hell in the Cell match or the, the one at Crown Jewel, whatever it was. Um, it was dreadful. Um, I, I, uh, some WrestleMania flops in there that, that just didn't work. But it didn't mean it wasn't worth trying. And it didn't mean that we didn't appreciate that he was trying something different. And they were trying something different. Um, it's... I, it, it was just a connection... Um, to, to, you could really see what he was trying to do with his art, with this art that is professional wrestling and boy, it was a fun ride with him. And like, you look back to, to when that character debuts from NXT and all the different iterations that it hit, that character evolved so well, again, some misses, some hits, but overall, man, it was great. And like, it, it was just, it's, it's a connection that I don't know if many performers really had with him and or that many performers really had with um with the fans you know and um I, I think a lot of wrestlers would definitely like just kill to have something like that and you, you think of I, I think a lot of people when they think of Bray Wyatt it's like oh man missed opportunity like oh what could have been with, with him, you know, like what, what it, it, the, the WWE really dropped the ball on that guy. This man had a match at WrestleMania with John Cena and The Undertaker. He is a three-time Universal Champion. He is a, a multi-time tag team champion. 
And it still feels like it wasn't enough. We, we still felt like he deserved more and we wanted more for him and we wanted to see more from him and to, to just see where some of these things were going and see what was in that mind of his. Um, and so I felt like that, yeah, there was just, there was a real connection that he had with wrestling fans and that wrestling fans had with him that has made the, the last few days feel so rough. Um, just a couple of things that, that he has kind of said. Um, he posted this on Instagram. Uh, I guess it was a long time ago now, back, uh, back in 2022, but he, he wrote this about the, the world that we all love. Wrestling is not a love story. It's a fairy tale for masochists, a comedy for people who criticize punchlines, a fantasy most can't understand, a, spec uh, a spectacle no one can deny. Lines are blurred, heroes are villains, budgets are cut, business is business. But it can also be a land where dead men walk, where honor makes you elite, where demons run for office, and rock bottom is a reason to rejoice. Woo! It's an escape, a reason to point the blame at anyone else but yourself for two to three hours, an excuse to be a kid again, and nothing matters except the moment we are in. Wrestling is not a love story, it's much more. It's hope. And in a world surrounded in hate, greed, and violence, a world where closure may never come, we all know a place that has hot and cold hope on tap, for better or worse. Um, he also said, after uh, coming back to the Royal Rumble, um, talking about the, the legacy that he wants to leave, which is quite the thing to think about now. Um, he said this, uh, I think there's some people that like new concepts and people who take risks and things. And then there's people that just, or don't just because they don't. It's a sport to some and it's a show to others. But I think the beautiful thing about wrestling in this industry is that there's something for everyone. I've always kind of prided myself on the fact that I've been willing to take risks and do things that no one's ever done. Because in my opinion, if you're not willing to do that, then what are you doing here? It's about kind of leaving a legacy for me. And I do pretty much anything, especially if no one's ever done it before, because I'd know that people would notice it. That's fun for me. And we, we certainly noticed him. Um, like I said, not, not everything worked. Um, but there, there were more hits than misses and it, it was just, it was so different at a time of cookie cutter. And you, you just think if it's in almost any other time, man, like if, if Bray Wyatt was, and boy, we wish he could now. Um, but if, if Bray Wyatt was introduced today in either AEW or in current day WWE, what an amazing ride that would be. And like he, he would have been the, the perfect foil for a, a Hulk Hogan in the 80s or for a Stone Cold Steve Austin in the 90s. And quite honestly, he was the perfect foil for John Cena and Roman Reigns in this time. It was just, it felt like his vision and what the company vision for him may have been maybe didn't always jive all the time. But enough about the negatives. What, what was positive about his career is that it, it was just, it was so different. And he made it so much fun. And you didn't know what he was going to say. And sometimes even after he said it, you didn't know what he said. But you just knew you had to turn in and it, it, or tune in. And it, it was just, it was something you couldn't miss. And it's, it's now something we're all really, really, really going to miss. As, um, yeah, that's, it's just tough, you know? Um, but there it is. That is the legacy of Bray Wyatt, um, both in the words that he wanted it to be and what it actually was. And in, it, from all accounts, 
an incredible human being and um, an incredible performer and an crea uh, incredible creative mind who will absolutely be missed. So, um, for fairly obvious reasons, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, I will talk to you all later.